our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Gilza Invest, the platform that empowers millennials through financial literacy. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are extremely passionate about all things investing and personal finance. Hey Sim, how's it going? It is going well. I was listening to this podcast the other day, yeah, not our own, surprise, and it was this guy that was explaining his views on kind of like your mindset and Pockets. Have you heard of the Bigger Pockets podcast? They're like these American people that focus on like real estate investing as a source of wealth. And he was basically talking about how he was like, you know, I'm a millionaire. My friend on this podcast is a millionaire. I was like, same. <laughs> and then he was like, we hang out with a lot of millionaires. <laughs> same. <laughs> as you do. And then he was kind of, I didn't realize that I had like tuned into this particular episode until it started, but it was basically about like the mindset of the people around them. And he was like, honestly, none of our friends are like necessarily smarter than day-to-day people. We don't have great IQs. None of us like invested in the right time or invested, you know, in something that just got us super lucky. And most of us, so it's referring to like his millennia friends, most of them did get it from their own hard work and not a lot of them got it from like the lottery or like rich parents or like mm. or keeping their wealth and I didn't realize it but like when I was listening to it I was like wow I've kind of been in a bit of a rut with my mindset about what it takes to reach my own personal goals so not just with money but just the idea of oh, I need to be like super special or I need to like have all these traits that will get me there as opposed to just going out and doing it and wow this is just turning into a summary about their podcast but basically to summarize they were just saying like the traits that they've noticed in their friends are just starting and it's better to be decisive and start than to be like oh what what's the best house to buy or what's the best career to like change into like if you just get going you'll build momentum and then that's the next thing once you have a bit of momentum it just keeps going and it gets easier and easier and just reflecting and making sure that you're looking back at what you're doing and being like, okay, is this working or not? No, let's shift. Like just getting started and reflecting on what you're doing is literally all they found. So yeah, basically to summarize how I'm going, 
I've just realized I've kind of been in a rut and it was just nice to hear something different. I think that's extremely valuable. That sounds so simple, but those of you out there, the hardest part is usually starting, like the overthinking before you make a decision and just going through all the outcomes that could potentially um, happen and that's on anxiety. Once you listen to that, you got yourself out of the rut. I I didn't even realize I was in a rut until I heard it and I was like oh yeah that makes sense and then then I was like wow I've really just been so stagnant with my progression I guess or my ability to try something new or to invest in new things because I've just been so like oh I can't do it like I'm busy I've got work I've got to like do this and that but yeah and it just really made me sort of to link it back to investing in this podcast it made me think about how many of us put off investing because we were kind of like it's just too hard it's not for us but as soon as you bought your first share it got easier to learn a bit more and buy your next and you can work out like what works for you and just the starting really is the hardest part of it all yeah so today we thought we would go through I guess the top 10 tips from one of the greatest investors to have ever lived Warren Buffett if you have not heard of him or you've probably heard of his name being thrown around but not known what he's done or what he's famous for a little bit of background about him he was an investor surprise he was born in the US his father actually was a stockbroker so this man didn't just come out of the womb being like I know investing he had a little bit of help and his first share that he bought was when he was 11 and he was always a little bit of a hustler like he would buy coke and then resell it to his friends at school for like 20 cents more honestly he just sounded like one of those gifted and talented kids from what i read about it and for those that have read the intelligent investor it's that like that really confusing investing book which honestly it's so hard to read when you're starting out the author of that Benjamin Graham was actually Warren Buffett's professor or teacher and so Warren Buffett actually learned his value investing skills from Benjamin Graham so a little bit of background so we thought we'd keep things real sweet and short and share the top five tips from Warren Buffett about investing Even if you already invest, there's a lot of value from this man. He's always spitting facts Mm -hmm. and he kind of just seems like a sweet old guy, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. I don't even know if he is, but he's really got that branding down to the T. I think he's just real no-nonsense. Like you go to your grandpa for advice and they just give it to you with no sugarcoating and tells you like it is. I'm surprised we haven't done this episode sooner considering how much we talk about him in other episodes. (laughs) I remember once editing out a part where you were like, Warren Buffett, daddy. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) That was a joke. (laughs) Hence why it wasn't included. Um, But anyway, so we'll run through the top five investing hacks or investing tips that he has provided over the years. With all that being said, Sim, do you want to get started on number one? Yeah, of course. So invest in what you know and nothing more is something that Warren Buffett once said. What that means is you really want to invest. I mean, it's it's kind of self-explanatory, I would I would think, but what it means is he wouldn't invest in things that didn't make sense to him, which is actually really interesting because he that means he didn't invest in Amazon, he didn't invest in Google, and he 
I don't believe he invested in Facebook at the time either. And he was the first to say that I don't actually understand this whole internet hype. So I'm just not going to put, I don't know. See, this is what I mean. Like grandpa vibes. He was like, it's not something I understand. So I'm not going to put my money into it, which makes sense. Cause if you're going to make a poor investment, it's probably going to be on something that you think does one thing, but if you can't explain how that company makes money, then maybe it's not as clear cut as they're coming across and maybe they're not really that great of a business. I would be the first to say that SpaceX confuses me. Like I I mean, you can't buy them just yet and I believe they're going to IPO soon. But when my friends talk about SpaceX and how Elon Musk is out here trying to create like commercial flights to Mars and or the moon, like I don't get it. Who's going? Who's going? Are they taking us with them? Like if I buy a share, will I get to be a part? That I know is not the case. But yeah, it basically it's so simple, but you're gonna get you're more likely to get burnt buying something that just doesn't make sense to you versus like really understanding how Facebook works and how Facebook ads are what they make money off. That's great advice. That's the advice that I took when I started. I mean, I bought a stock in a company that I knew how it worked. Apple. Apple Yeah, yeah. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. So the second piece of advice that Warren Buffett goes by is never compromise on business quality. So the direct quote from him was, it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. And from what I got from that, was it's really easy to look at stocks and just go for the cheapest one to be a part of that, you know, part of that stock or part of that. Like Exactly. But his point here was that do your research on the company, know how they work, know how their ethics work. And it kind of links into what you were saying in terms of if you don't know how a company is run and you don't know like how they make their money Mm. and the quality of their products. And like, I guess it brings reviews into account and stuff. Then is it worth investing in? Because we touched on it a little bit more, but I feel like media and business ethics and like CEOs of companies are held to a higher standard now because of the internet. So one little publicity thing could 
tank an investment. But like to a degree, like Elon Musk literally comes out with like random tweets and then the stock price drops. (laughs) Another really good piece of investing advice that Warren Buffett has, Buffett, oh my God, I keep doing this, and Buffett has given is when you buy a stock, plan on holding it forever. And that basically stops you from jumping onto bandwagons of stocks that are going up in price, like for example, the Bitcoin boom right now. It is crazy, but it's doing really well right now. You don't want to invest in something that you don't believe is going to continue to do well in the long run. And hey, maybe Bitcoin will, or maybe for example, another stock will, but you want to be sure that you can hold on to that and ride it out and invest for the long term because that is where the money is. And that is if you're following value investing or following fundamental analysis, that is the best way to go. Buying in things where in 5, 10, 20 years from now, that company is still going to be around. Like Coke, like Facebook, like Amazon if you want to. But maybe not so much um, companies like Zoom because who's to say another company like Skype doesn't pop up and, and do it better. So another piece of advice, the fourth one to be specific, um, Warren Buffett says to invest in a moat. Do you know what a moat is? Because this is going to be a little bit of jargon that I'm going to play into. A moat is when like like castles and stuff, you know how, is that it? Like if yeah. you have a castle and you've got like a little, oh, I guess a moat, but in, to be more specific, like a little body of water around it, like a circle so that, your intruders can't get in unless they swim. The purpose of a moat is to add an extra uh, front of protection before entering into that castle, right? So the term economic moat, now I am going to read the definition out for simplicity's sake. It is popularized by Warren Buffett as well, and it refers to the ability to maintain competitive advantages over its competitors in order to protect its long-term profits and market share from competing firms. So what it means, if you're a visual person, think of the moat. Think of your stock or your share as the castle Mm -hmm. and the moat is, or the economic moat is stopping competitors in into those shares. So to give you visual examples, companies with, I guess, really strong moats and that competitive edge would be companies like Coke, Facebook, ServiceNow, Amazon, who their brand is so strong and it stood the test of time through the publicity stunts, through the publicity scandals. And I know people are going to question ethics on this, Mm -hmm. but that's your decision and a personal decision that you have to make in terms of before playing the level field of these or getting into these stocks. And I guess the idea behind why Warren Buffett recommends this is when you invest in, say, Amazon, say Coca-Cola, you know that that is such a huge household name. It would take a lot for someone else to come in and sort of swoop up and take a huge chunk of their market share. Like for someone to come and replace Amazon or Coke, like that would be very unlikely. And therefore you can expect that your stock is probably going to do well Mm. and, and sort of take you through the years. Another, and I guess the last top tip that Warren Buffett has given over the years is more news is noise, not news. That took me a second to understand. But basically, when we have so much chatter about 
the markets, about the economy, about interest rates, about price behaviors and stocks. Sometimes we, and I'm definitely guilty of this, I know you're probably doing this as well to some degree, is that when we read news, we kind of assume like this is what the market is doing. Like if the news is saying, you know, everyone's jumping in, this is really good, Bitcoin's high, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is something that you need to be doing or that's actually what's happening. That's just a news story. And at the end of the day, these news companies make their money by selling something that makes you go, oh, something big's happening. Let me click on it and make sure I'm not missing out on this movement. It's definitely good to follow what's happening in the stock market, but keep it simple, restrict it to, you know, just a couple of publications or a couple of sites. I I personally love CNBC, MarketWatch and Yahoo. It's great to know what's going on, but don't react to everything that's going on because because the worst decision that you can do for your stocks is to realize something's happened and then have a very reaction-based response to it and then move your stocks around. The more you buy and sell or the more you trade your stocks, statistically the more likely you are to not make as much profit versus someone who kind of buys and holds and rides the waves and sort of has a long-term approach. I guess it's definitely a double-edged sword because you don't want to ignore everything that's going on and not do research because you're going to miss out on some great deals and you're going to miss out on just being in the know but maybe not acting on that straight away and just because there's a lot of hype around something or there's a lot of doom and gloom around something doesn't necessarily mean that that's going down and you need to adjust your portfolio based on it takes a little bit of practice and like Sim and I you'll probably learn the hard way in terms of being too on one hand you've got Sim who love just um, waking up and checking all the news outlets in the morning and then you've got me who was so oblivious to it that I just wanted to like leave it Mm -hmm. and you know buy and hold and all that great stuff but then I ran the risk of not being informed enough yeah so basically to summarize before we head off tip number one invest in what you know and nothing more tip number two never compromise on business quality number three when you buy a stock plan to hold on it forever number four invest in a moat and lucky last most news is noise not news so I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. Before we go, just a little disclaimer as always. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. All right, till next week, Sonia.